<clears throat> now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him, and for this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and had returned to the table. He said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me Lord and teacher, and you are right, for that is what I am. <clears throat> so if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You do not know now what I am doing, Jesus says, but later you will understand. This makes me think of a similar sentiment familiar to parents and children, even perhaps older siblings to younger. When you get to be my age, you'll understand. 
I heard myself saying this to my nephew this week, who was visiting my home and who wondered why I have so many reading glasses all over the house. Really at an arm's length of any place I might choose to sit. When you get to be my age, you'll understand. Some of you have, and you do understand. It's an if-you-knew-what-I-knew statement. Again, parents might say this to children, and in this reading, Jesus actually calls his disciples little children. This endearing statement is a request for trust. Trust that the details aren't important right now, that perhaps the answer is complex. It's a response that says, trust me because you know that I love you. In this passage, Jesus knows some difficult truths that his disciples do not know. That his hour has come to depart from this world so that the Father put all things into his care. That Satan has already nudged Judas to betray Jesus. We sometimes get the impression that Judas was always on the outs with Jesus, but in this passage, they share a meal together. And they have done so before, at the house of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Judas might still remember the overwhelming aroma of perfume that Mary poured on Jesus' feet. And when Judas leaves this meal, he will do so on feet washed by Jesus. But to go back, I wonder if you knew what Jesus knew in this moment, that the end is near, that the disciples do not yet understand or trust him, how might you respond? The things that come to my mind include running away, hiding, scolding, confronting. I might be angry if I were Jesus. I might be stalled out in frustration. Instead, Jesus got up from the table, poured water into a basin, and began to wash his disciples' feet. Jesus gives this example, showing them and us what discipleship looks like. Now, it's not difficult to think of ourselves as unable to do the great things that God has done in the world. Create it, for example make enduring promises to Abraham and Sarah, to Isaac and Rebecca, split the Red Sea to make way for the people, bring manna to the wandering people in the wilderness. Similarly, the disciples likely thought of themselves as unable to do the things that Christ has done, to heal with a touch, with a word, to calm the sea or to walk on water. In this story, Jesus gives a simple command to love. It's not a command to be powerful and mighty, but to stoop down at the feet of others and to serve. This is the example Jesus sets and calls on the disciples to imitate and to live out. Jesus says, where I am going, you cannot go. But he assertively shows and names exactly what they and we can do. Love one another. 
Though simple, it won't be easy. I wonder if any of the disciples recognize the immensity of this commandment. I bet Simon Peter might want to raise his hand and say, actually, Jesus, I'd rather if you just give me the power to feed the 5,000 or maybe to cast out demons. Because loving people as Jesus does, no matter what, no matter whom, is difficult. Jesus loves by performing the task of the lowliest servant. It's hard for the disciples and it's hard for us to grasp the power of simplicity. Our world is complex. We are inundated with news of conflict, of difference, of division. Even a civil conversation with someone with whom we disagree could feel impossible. It can be hard to imagine how we could respond with the kind of love that foot washing requires. The Dwelling in the Word text study group this week discussed how it might feel equally impossible to be vulnerable enough to accept this kind of gift of love. In fact, we might most resist help when we are most in need. Simon Peter wanted nothing to do with Jesus, his leader and teacher, washing his feet. But vulnerability is also a part of discipleship, part of being in compassionate relationship with each other. A church member recently shared the work of Pastor Steve Garnis Holmes and his website, Unfolding Light. His Monday-Thursday reflection urges us to recognize how we might be complicit in perpetuating injustice or oppression by the things that we do and the things that we do not do as Christians. Pastor Holmes writes, at the same time that God judges these evils, God loves us, forgives us, redeems us, empowering us to live in new ways. I am both convicted by and inspired by Pastor Holmes' words. At the same time that we wrestle with conflict and struggle, the same time that we realize how our biases and perceptions might stir unkindness and even cause division, God loves us, forgives us, redeems us, and enables us. That is what we will step forward soon to recognize in the Holy Communion meal. As we break bread together, we enter into God's grace, love, and redemption. Again and again, we return and recall God's saving work in Christ through bread and wine, Christ's body broken, Christ's blood shed for you, for all of us. You do not know now what I am doing, Jesus says, though the hour has come and he knows it. Judas has already begun the betrayal of abandoning Jesus, and Peter, too, will soon deny his identity as a disciple and as a friend of Jesus. Amidst betrayal and denial, Jesus says, Love one another as I have loved you. Jesus gets up from the table, pours water into the basin, and begins to wash the disciples' feet. It is another moment of extravagant, 
abundant, excessive, overflowing to the floor love. And it is a proclamation of the undeniable, immeasurable grace of God to love one another again and again, to be loved by one another today, tomorrow, and the next day, and always. Thanks be to God. Amen.